Hello and welcome back to Big Bandit Gaming. Today it's just the two of us. I have Colt. Well, I'm your host Troy, and I have Colton with me. Hey, Colton. Hello. I'm ready for some one-on-one -on -one time with you, Troy. Let's do it. <laughs> As it turns out, Colton was ready about like an hour ago, but I forgot time zones existed, so I was definitely late to record this podcast. So. <laughs> What a shocker, was... Mr. Arizona forgot about time zones. Yeah, because we don't have any here. It's like one of the, I think it might be the only place in the U.S. where that uh, that does not affect us. We don't do daylight savings I'm, here. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, which is great. Like, it's great that we don't ever have to worry about it, but I still have to know, like, oh, okay, are we on, like, when stuff is announced for Pacific time, does that mean uh, that's the exact time for me or an hour later? <laughs> Like, it still gets in the way of things, but it's fine. We're here. I'm just glad it was just me and you today, so I didn't have to, like, reschedule everybody or anything crazy like that. So, well, today, uh, it is the it is June the 13th, so technically we are right in the middle of E3, but uh, since E3 is still happening, I didn't want to do an episode on it, just in case stuff was still getting announced. And it's a bummer, too, because I just found out that there's rumors that Nintendo's going to do something at the end of the month. Um, oh. Cause they, yeah, because they didn't announce anything. So we might have waited till the end of the month just to still have stuff come up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh, I think well. there's been plenty that'll, um, that'll uh, give us plenty to talk about. So we'll be good. Uh, but that is not why we're here today. So for about the last... Uh, well, it depends when we start playing, but for the last month, we've been talking about Enslaved Odyssey to the West, and I wanted to do maybe, I'm not sure how often we'll do this, because I know it's hard for people to put games they weren't already planning on playing <laughs> in their schedule, but um, I was thinking of calling it BBG Plays, and that's when we go back to a game, probably an older game, because that's a little more interesting, Um a game that most of us haven't played and just, you know, uh, revisit it, play it, talk about it. Um, so that's what we did today. And uh, our first game in that series will be Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Uh, before I go into kind of the history of the game, uh, Colton, before I brought it up, have you ever heard of this game? I have heard of it. I remember seeing it on store shelves, like in GameStop. Uh... But due to my limited fund back then, you know, being a teenager, relying on my parents' money, it was not a game that I ever wanted to, like, risk my own money on. You know, I I stayed a little bit true with the Call of Duties and, and you know, all that stuff. So I, I always saw it, but I just never took a chance on it. Yeah, the big ones. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I did play it back in the day, but I didn't, um, I didn't play it, like, day one. Um, I don't even think I was as tuned in. I think I so what clued me in on it is okay. So on the PS3, there used to be a digital magazine called Core. I think it's Q. I think it just says. I think it's just pronounced Core. I don't know, but it's a Q O R E, I believe. And it was a digital magazine just for the PS3, like PSN. And oh, so wow. it would take yeah that, that you could download. Uh, I think it was monthly. Um, and, uh, it would give you trailers and it was like hosted. It's kind of like one of those, th uh, 
uh, promo shows that like you walk into a GameStop and still see, but it was just for PlayStation. So yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, I'm, I think they're like I literal menus, like like intro videos, and you can like click trailers off like menus with your controller. It's kind of cool. It was a cool idea. Um, but that's where I first saw it, and um, I'd say what really struck me was how colorful it was because it was a pretty run big running joke that entire generation that everything was just gray yeah everything, everything. Was gray and brown and yeah 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 and um a lot of them looked the same because they, they were most things were like all running on unreal engine 3 and they were all just like look like the color scheme of gears of war you know so this really popped out as just like whoa that's a lot of color and you know, character design looks really neat. And um, I think we're going to run into that a lot is that we're going to take this game with kind of 2022 in mind. But uh, so when we talk about this game, it's we're not, you know, it's hard to talk about it in a bubble because you have to know when it came out because that's kind of, uh, that's probably where a lot of our uh, negatives will come from. It's just, you know, Games have it just goes to show you games have come a long a long way after a decade even you know um, yeah yeah so uh, before we jump in on the game itself um, I'm just gonna give us a uh, listeners just a little quick background of the game so this game was developed by Ninja Theory whose uh, previous work at this point would have been the PS3 launch game Heavenly Sword um, that. I don't think did well enough to do a sequel. So they moved on to enslaved and uh, Bandai Namco partnered to publish this one. Um, it was announced in October, 2009 in game informer. Um, so honestly, I was surprised to hear that because the game comes out in like the next year. Or so pretty short, like announcement to release time, you know? Yeah. In my head, I felt like that was kind of a more recent thing. Like Bethesda had started doing that where they just like announce a game and be like less than a year later. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's not like the craziest instant, you know, I think what was it like Fallout 4 was like three or four months. It was five months, if I believe so, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. I, I like when that happens, even though Fallout 4 was like leaked <laughs> for years. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> like you with the setting and the story. It's just like, yeah, OK. Um. So uh, notable staff that worked on this game. Um, ooh, I'm going to butcher this name. But the uh, director of Inside was Tamim Antoni and in, in Antoine De. I yeah, sorry, that is not the pronunciation. <laughs> but he is the uh, director of this game, Tamim, and he is a founder of Ninja Theory. To this day, he's um, actually directed every game since. So DMC, um, yeah, like like everything up to the Hellblade, the sequel to Hellblade. That's it. Looks like it's going to be like maybe their first what I would call completely AAA title. You know? Oh, that's uh, cool. But he's still directing, which is kind of wild. I wasn't expecting that. Um, uh, the big claim to fame when this game was being developed and like uh, marketed was this was still coming off like Lord of the Rings. You know. Uh, was still really big at this point. Uh, but Andy Serkis, you know, Golem, um, he was he did the motion capture. He was the motion uh, motion capture director and the main actor 
Um, so uh, he had a yeah, big when role I, when in I this figured game. that out after I started playing, that blew my mind. But it was after playing the first couple hours when I found that out, that was very believable. Wow. I, that's crazy. I mean, no, because I just, I feel like at the time, I feel like, you know, motion capture, motion capture was not as good as it was in this game here. I, like, I remember no. playing games back then and I was like, wow, the characters, like, it's very believable. And like the, like whenever their faces move, when they say something like it, it, it felt ahead of its time. And then, and then when I found that out, I felt like it made sense to me. <laughs> when did you find that out? I, I, I'm actually, uh, I shouldn't be surprised because like you said, you kind of just saw this game on shelves and that was kind of that. But, uh, did you kind of like look it up or did I say something? No. Yeah. I, I uh, I think I looked it up. It was, I just like looked up the Wiki, uh, Wikipedia page for it. I think maybe the day after I I played a couple hours of it for the first time, um, or maybe it was after I logged off and after playing it for like the first three hours, uh, I logged off and just kind of looked up the Wikipedia and I was like Andy Circus. I was like, oh my god, isn't that the? Uh, it took me a minute to remember who that was, just because I, ha- you know, I'm kind of bad with names sometimes. But then I had to look up Andy Circus and I was like, oh, that makes sense. He he was in charge of motion capture. That's cool. Totally. And this is probably more near King Kong than even Lord of the Rings at this point. But that was like prime Andy Circus. <laughs> if you were doing any kind of motion capture and like, yeah. you know, in film, that guy's name was on it. Um, another pretty notable um, hire, uh, they actually uh, hired Alex Garland to co-write. And he, at that point, I think 28 days later, that kind of horror zombie movie, which is really good, um, that he, he, had, he had wrote that. And um, since this game, he's actually became one of my like favorite directors. So he's done um, uh, Deus Machina, uh, Annihilation. So just like some really pretty seminal, like recent sci-fi pieces. Um, so he really helped with like character dialogue um, and, and the writing and stuff, which which is cool. I, that was something I, I had no idea of until I, until I went to it. I was like, oh, that's wild. And then uh, another name. I should <laughs> I should look at pronunciation. pronunciation. <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce that. Um, so uh, his name is Nitin Asani. He is the composer. And... I don't think we'll mention the music quite after this. I was actually, I actually, um, uh, it was one of my complaints about the game is I don't know if there was like a single piece of very memorable music. No, I don't think so either. Um, and that's surprising to me for some reason. I just think whenever, whenever you have like a big fantasy game like this, usually the soundtrack is like very, very forward. You know, mm-hmm. and I looked up his 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 I uh, not his IMDb, but like his Wikipedia. And I think this was the last game he worked on. He was just like a TV composer. But um, but yeah, he composed this game. But like I said, it was like very in the background. Like there's not a lot of there's like very generic battle music. But when you're exploring, you know, there's not there's not much behind that. But um, the game did release October 5th, 2010. And at the time, uh, I'm looking at Metacritic scores here. It scored about an 80 out of 100 on PS3, an 82 out of 100 on 360, and the uh, 70 out of 100 on PC. Um, and so uh, what did you end up playing the game on? What, uh, what version? Uh, 
Uh, PC. Probably on Steam. PC. Cool, cool. And how, did that run all right for you? Uh, there were... There were a couple times where I, I'd have to load my last checkpoint because I was stuck in the ground uh, oh, or, or stuck in the air, too. That happened once. <laughs> and then you know, there was nothing for me to do other than just reload last checkpoint. So that happened. That definitely happened more than I would have wanted it to. Uh, OK, a little glitchy for me. But I mean, I was able to finish yeah. the game. So. Yeah, th- that's funny. I was reading some PC reviews, and that's what they're saying. And you were using actually like an era appropriate graphics card too. It came out after the one you're using is after the game, but um, yeah, I, I played on PC as well. Um, and I might have just been able to, you know, I didn't run into the biggest glitch I ran into is at one point it just like stuttered like crazy. Like I had to, I had to restart oh, really? the entire game because yeah, every motion like in cutscenes is just like a big stutter fest. So I was like, "What is going on?" Jeez. But besides that, um, oh, okay, no, no, you're right. At one point during the sequence where you're um, stealing the big like mech at the end, I like mm-hmm. floated in the air and I could not move, and I had to restart. <laughs> yeah. That sounds and like what when I restarted, the checkpoint was like super far away. I was like, oh. Well, that sucks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> something in that, that same fight, something happened. It glitched out on me, and I had to restart. I had to restart that entire fight, and I was at the end of it whenever that glitch happened. Oh, that's um, brutal. Oh, and you know what? There was actually one glitch that was almost it was almost game-breaking. It was uh, maybe, huh. maybe a third of the way in. There was a – I think it's the first time you run into the mech with the, the – I don't know, the wrecking balls on his hands. Yeah. He supposed to blast through a wall and then and then you fight him and then you kill him and then you're supposed to walk through that wall he 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 burst through. Um well whenever oh. I dropped down in the arena, a cutscene happened and it went to the wall and all this sound happened, like an explosion and rocks flying everywhere, and then and Trip was like, Oh my god, monkey, look out. But the wall did not move. <laughs> and then so then it would it would take me back into the fight but the robot is still on the other side of the wall and it's like throwing his hands through the wall at me but i could not walk through the wall that's and, funny uh, i reloaded the checkpoint three times and that happened all three times i was able i was able to what i did i i went to the wall i did my strong attack and my staff i guess the staff uh hitbox passed just through the wall to hit him and what it did, it kind of, I don't really know how it happened, but it kind of brought him through the wall, but the wall was still intact. So then I was able to fight him, kill him, and then Trip jumps back down, and then she's like, all right, let's go through here. And she just walked right through the wall, and I tried to follow her, but it was still solid for me. So I had to... Weird. Uh, I had to, like, walk up and down the wall until I found, like, a little, like, a little, like, part of the wall that was that I could walk through in, but it was almost game breaking. Like as many times wow, as I kept retrying crazy. it. Yeah. That was actually the, I forgot about that until just now, but that was the worst glitch I had. But luckily I was able to get through it just by pure luck. Yeah. Those scripting error ones are the worst. I am um, back in the day. I was played the, that Tomb Raider reboot on PS3 and I couldn't beat the game because this door that was supposed to like mm-hmm. explode outward like you'd hear a bunch of battle music and nothing would happen. And I like ran in circles. This was like two days after the game came out. I almost got to the end and I had to wait like oh, two man. months for them to patch the PS3 version. I reloaded it. I played for 15 more minutes and beat the game. <laughs> oh my God. That, yep. I, that's, why, that's why I never beat Bioshock 1. 
Really? Never be, wow. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I think if I remember correct, the last thing you're supposed to do is take an elevator ride up and then fight the last fight of the game and then beat it. And the elevator oh. never worked for me, and it auto saved <laughs> in the elevator. Oh so no! There was no way. There was no getting out of it. So yeah. I was so mad. I was like, I'm not replaying this game. So I put it down, and I really want to pick it back up and finish it, and probably replay it at some point. But I just haven't yet. Yeah, there's much better versions now. Um, you'd run into that back in there. I did warn everybody before we started playing that the PS3 version was not probably not the way to go because. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, just the way the PS3 architecture worked is Unreal Engine 3 didn't run really, it didn't run super well on it, which is a bummer because most third parties used Unreal Engine 3. So, yeah, I said, which, I, which I am, PC, I'm a, but I'm surprised about the PS3 Metacritic being higher than the PC, though, because of that. Yeah, you know, I feel like that era, um, most games ran like under 30 frames per second, like kind of 20 to 30, and we were just kind of used to it. But I think PS4, we got used to at least a stable 30. Like most games could keep a stable frame rate. And even some, once the Pro were coming out, was coming out like 60, you know? I I think just as time went on and on, people just got a little more keen to like performance stuff. Even if they're not super into it, they, they, you notice. So, you know, you kind of just accepted that back in the day. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I didn't run any, anything like that. Like I, I could just remember that one glitch where I had to restart, but that's crazy. I'm glad it didn't just like break on you because I would have been like, well, <laughs> I'm not going to make you play the game again. Well, I would have, I probably would have because it was only like, it may have been three, three hours in maybe at that point. So yeah, it yeah. wouldn't have been that bad if I had to replay it. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, um, uh, yeah. So the, the game had kind of, you know, it had pretty good reviews. 80 is not a bad score. So most people, uh, most reviewers seem to enjoy it. Um, yeah, but the, uh, the sales, uh, didn't quite reflect that it sold, um, after a year in 2011, it sold about 730,000 copies which was deemed not successful enough to move forward with the planned sequel. So to me, 730,000 seems like a lot for maybe a game. It's hard to say because I wasn't as tuned in at this time. Um, So I don't know what the talk was about this game or the hype or um, I just know it wasn't hyped enough in general to get on my radar. You know, I just saw a trailer and was like, wow, that looks really cool, you know? Um, so it, it's hard to say what they were expecting, but, uh, but yeah, 730,000. Um, and again, it, in my head, this doesn't seem like a triple a game. It almost seems like between like a B game and a triple a game. You know what I mean? Kind of a double yeah. a game. Let's yeah, say. Double a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you can see the corners cut in some areas where it's like oh this it seems like this game might have had a little more money uh you know might have been a little more polished in areas but we can get into that so that's kind of um its development um so yes uh the game is enslaved odyssey to the west and it's loosely based on uh um I mean, Odyssey to the West is like a Chinese is a Chinese novel, which a lot of properties are based around. Like uh, Dragon Ball is based on it. Um, you know, Goku has a tail. He has a cloud uh, in the in the game. Monkey, 
you know. Uh, if you notice the character design, that little sash he has, it's not a tail, but it kind of looks like one. Yeah. That's just kind of their their wink and nod. And he has like a, a little, he calls it a cloud, but it's like a disc that can float like a hoverboard. And they call it a cloud in the game. So, and Trip, and um, she's... Hair. <laughs> yeah, the, the hair... Uh, a trip. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember what the original name was. She says it right at the beginning, but uh, they shortened it down to trip. It's like Tripteca. Uh, I forget. I forget what exactly it was. But um, yeah, so it's loosely based on uh, Journey to the West, which there's actually a really cool like Souls-like game uh, being developed in China that looks amazing. And that that's taking inspirations from it as well. I think it's called Wukong. Have you seen that? Oh, being developed right now? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know about that. Oh, man, it looks incredible. But that's for another time. It's just there's just a lot of stuff that uh, a lot of properties have taken from this. Um, And this is one of them. So I don't think it I don't think it plays into like the rest of the story. It's kind of its own thing, but it it does take um, elements from it. So, uh, yeah, uh, so (laughs) this game came out like what, 2010? Uh, like we said, and um, in my head, especially playing through the intro. So, the intro, you're kind of on, you're on a slave ship, right? Um, and it shows uh, just a trip and monkey being captured, and uh, the fir- the whole first sequence is kind of like an escape sequence on a floating slave ship, and um, I think it's a cool sequence. Um, you know how in game development sometimes they're like. You you think of them developing everything in like a sequence, like oh they probably started with the first level and went to the second, and that's usually not the case. I feel like maybe the first this first section might have been one of the later sequences that they like did, you know, because it's actually one yeah, of the I more impressive that. ones. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, what were your like initial impressions playing through the intro before I? Give I take I liked. I liked the intro. Um, I was I was still at the time I was still a little unsure of like what kind of game it was going to be, you know, like how combat heavy or how or if it was going to be mainly stealth, you know, because I really yeah I went I went into this game you know having basically no knowledge from back then and just watching the trailer one time before I started the game, so I really I really didn't understand or understand I didn't really know or, or what to expect so i was still i was really enjoying it and i and i was still trying to piece together what you know what kind of game i'm about to play um uh, but I, I was i was pretty impressed with it and uh i mean it, it, a little a little let down that i think the rest of the game wasn't as good as the as that section you yeah know? i think it, i think it kind of got my hopes up a little it's bit a good too first much impression. yeah yeah and i can't help think about like uh, just the timing of Uncharted 2's released, you know, because Uncharted 2 was like to end of 2009. They were kind of more. I mean, you know, they announced it in 2009, but they'd probably been developing it for a bit. And so I in my head, in like my head can in a development, it makes me think like, did they play Uncharted 2? And we're like, OK, we need one of these like like, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we need an, a big action sequence, uh, you know, at the beginning or the end, because that's what it kind of gives you. It gives you very, not just because, you know, climbing is one of the main game mechanics, which is very Uncharted-esque, 
mm-hmm. but just because it gives you a set piece moment that like Uncharted and games that you know come in this wake all all have done now, you know, because uh, yeah. back in 2010 that was still like a really new thing. I think Uncharted Two really blew open the gates, and then like every game was doing it, you know, from like Dead yeah. Space Two to Tomb Raider to now even modern games like playing Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. You're like, oh, this is a set piece moment. So, yeah, it opening with that is just you made you think like, oh, man, there's going to be a lot more of these, you know, in the same way Uncharted did. And they had I mean, like you said, they had to have played Uncharted and then put a little bit of that in this game because I I I got Uncharted 2 vibes so much from the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and not just the climbing, like even even before I climbed all over the place, uh, just like. I feel like how how good the motion capture was and like the big set pieces that they were trying to make, you know, like every like 45 minutes to an hour, there's like a big set piece that was happening. And uh, I got Uncharted 2 vibes heavy from this game. Yeah, for sure. And and to its uh, credit, I actually think that the uh, the like parkour climbing elements um, actually feel better than Uncharted 2. Oh, yeah, 2 they don't. 3. They do not waste your time at all. They let they let you get through it quickly. Yeah, it's I, I think most modern games that have that mechanic actually control very much the same where you're just going to just your character is just like an acrobatic genius, you know, gets up a yeah. wall real fast. I mean, and it's they not, do call him monkey. So I get I mean, it would make sense. It makes. It yeah. Feel better, you know. Yeah. Where it's like a little weirder sometimes when you play like a newer Assassin's Creed and then the dude scales like like <laughs> like a beast or like Shadow of Mordor or something. You're like, OK, yeah. Yeah, for his character, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, you're introduced. I think uh, story-wise, you know, you, you don't know much about the world. It's not like it gives you like a background, you know. Um, but uh, right away, uh, you, um, you, I think he, this is the first time you meet like another human in the world, that like first slaver. Do you remember that oh, sequence yeah. where mm-hmm. you meet him and he's like, I can't talk to you, I can't talk to you. And then <laughs> yeah. he has that crown which you know later monkey uh ends up wearing but uh it just kind of fries his brain or whatever mm-hmm. and it, it, it's funny because at that point in the story you're like oh this is gonna be like a big part you know you know uh other humans being controlled you know yeah stuff i like really that. i really thought we'd, we'd run into more people than just two for the rest of the game <laughs> so. yeah for sure for sure um, I guess I, I should have said before with my background for the game, I did play this game in 2011 and, um, you know, at 2011, I just graduated high school. Like we said, there wasn't a lot of games like this that felt cinematic and like well-written and you could read like subtext just from like facial expression, like you were saying, mm-hmm. um, this was still like a very new, very cool thing. Um, so I, I, you know, that's so in my head, this game was like on the level of like an uncharted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it, it was interesting, you know, it, I, I am coming in from it from that context as someone who was a fan of this game coming back like what, uh, 11 years later. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, his, his brain gets fried. Um, and then the rest of the sequence is just monkey trying to get off the ship and it's, um, uh, I think does he do something to blow up the ship or does Trip? I think Trip does something, right? Yeah, I think something happens with one of the uh, with one of the engines. 
and it ends yeah. up tilting the ship like 90 degrees and all of a sudden the wing is like straight up in the air yeah and there's um, a, like as far as set piece moments go there's a really cool sequence where you're you're flying off the side of the ship and to its credit this was before uncharted 3 did that set piece oh yeah you know true because uh, I thought I was like, oh, they're just doing the Uncharted Three thing, and I thought I'm like, wait, that wouldn't have been out yet. Um, so that that you know, like I said, it's actually a really impressive, kind of cool section. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're trying to get to like the escape pods, and you can see all of them are being ejected. Um, and Trip, you're following Trip. Um, so at some point, uh, Trip gets in the last escape pod, and Monkey kind of attaches himself to it. And I think it just kind of it shows them shooting off. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, so at one point, um, uh, you see the uh the plane hit like the tip of the Statue of Liberty. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And that's like a very Planet of the Apes moment. You're like, oh, we're on <laughs> Earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? That wasn't like a big reveal. That was like right at the beginning, without you know, just so they can tell you without telling you specifically. Uh, so yeah, at one point the the plane hits the 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 torch of the Statue of Liberty <laughs> to give you a little wink, a little nod. Um, uh, but yeah, um, the last escape pod goes and he um wakes up on the ground with one of those um one of those headbands that uh the soldier was wearing that like fried his brain. And Trip has so Trip is kind of like a uh like a a techie. Like uh, one of those characters, she's a hacker. Trip's a hacker. Um, so she's very good with technology, and she hacks the visor to put it on Monkey and have it under her control. And at this point, she pretty much, you know, she's pretty much telling him like, "Hey, uh, you need to help me get back to my village. Um, and if you don't, you know, like, or if you try to hurt me, this this thing will kill you. You know." Um. And so that kind of like, impression. yeah, yeah, you, uh, that's like kind of their dynamic to the beginning is just kind of like monkeys, just an unwilling participant. Um, but, uh, that this is finally when you start to get a feel for like what the game is. Um, so, so I, I think of the game like split into like three sections and this first section is you like traveling in New York and stuff. And at first the game, um, I, I, it's interesting. It seems like the game is split into like three gameplay types and that's like stealth combat and like exploration. And instead of like having a good split of both throughout the game, it's really just like, here's the three things our character does and they split the game to like really focus on one of those, which would yeah. be okay if the game did all three really well, <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, uh, what did you think of this first section? Cause I think it worked, I worked pretty well because, um, it, it's just kind of trip and monkey starting to build trust with one, with one another while trying to kind of survive these robots. Uh, cause that's, mm-hmm. that's what's happened is the world's been taken over by this corporation and there's just a ton of these, um, these robots that just seem to want to kill them <laughs> all around the place. Yeah, I think. I definitely liked the first third of the game the best. I think it was more interesting than the other two thirds story wise, you know, with them kind of learning about each other and talking throughout throughout the whole game. And it was also more interesting gameplay wise, I think. I think having yeah. to 
having to sneak like having to find a way to sneak around the the turrets to and have her you know tell her trying to figure out when to tell her to to send out a decoy so you could run to the next checkpoint or the next you know barrier and then trying to figure out when to tell her to run to the next barrier while you distract the robots i think i think a lot of that was a lot more interesting than just the straight up combat that happens in the other two-thirds of the game for sure yeah and i i do think that that first third really does split the difference of the three like there's good platforming there's a good amount of stealth you're not being just there's not just endless waves of robots mm-hmm. um and like you said yeah they give they give a so a uh, trip is always with you and she's controlled by an ai and you know at first you think oh is this just going to be like an escort mission but she's pretty capable you know um what i did notice right away was if trip gets like captured by a robot it's not like an instant fail she has a way to like stun them and that gives you another chance to run over to her and like uh you know fight them off so it's not like an instant fail thing which i appreciate because there's still games that do like instant fail stealth stuff and that stuff drives me nuts yeah it sucks yeah it was really nice that she had the little the emp things I, yeah. uh, I don't, I, maybe I just, maybe I just played better than I thought I did, but I, I actually only had her use that twice in the whole game. She used it like <laughs> actually, that, and, like that yeah. one time. And then towards the end of the game, she used it again. And I completely, for a second, I was like, what did she just do? And I was like, oh, I forgot that <laughs> she did that one time in the beginning of the game. I forgot she could do that. I think there's only two scripted events where she does it. So you might've been actually <laughs> oh. really careful. Because, yeah, there's that part in the beginning where I think she's supposed <laughs> to do it. And then uh-huh. there's a part when they're going, I think it's the Pigsy area, and she gets, like, trapped by mechs, and you're running to get her. Oh, you're right. That was a scripted And I think too. that's a scripted, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's interesting that she has a bunch of tools that she can use. Like, like you said, she can use a decoy EMP. But past this first section, you never, like, use it again. Yeah, there might be one or two so instances. Weird. Yeah, because I thought that dynamic worked pretty well and that maybe you'd be able to upgrade what she can do or, you know, it, it's just like they kind of made this whole um, gameplay loop and then they kind of throw it away once you reach Trip's Village. Yeah. Um, so something interesting too. Um, uh, so when they... they uh, a lot of stuff happen, it happens in like real time, like cutscenes. But they still have like cutscenes that are just like videos that play, and that happened a lot in that generation where uh, cutscenes don't happen in real time. Um, and so it's a, it was a little jarring for me because those are like way lower quality than like the high PC settings. Um, so that is another technical thing I did notice, but that didn't uh, cutscenes didn't start really happening in real time till like the PS4 generation. Like Uncharted 2 and 3 had like video cutscenes as well. So that's not a knock against it. I, I just thought that was interesting. But um, I, I do find um, Trip is very capable. Um, but what I did find, I think it's just like the era it was in. Like they, they, they wrote her, I thought they wrote Trip pretty okay. Um, but in her character, like I said, she has, she can help you. Like she puts decoys, she has stuns. A bunch of stuff but then there's like certain points of the game where you like she jumps three feet and it's just hanging off and she's like help me monk help me help me you know what i mean 
Like they yeah. write her to be very cap- capable, but then other instances, she's just kind of like doing like a damsel in distress thing. Yeah. I th- and I so I thought that was a little weird. Inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, for the most part, and I, that's, I, like, that's the only thing I, I would say about Trip. I think for the most part, like I felt Monkey's character had a good arc going from like, you know, the unwilling participant to there's a point in the at the end of the village, like two thirds through the game where she's like, you know, I'm going to release you. Um, I, I guess it's after that. Uh, cause she like doubles down at one point and he's like, okay, I'm already willing to do, you know, he didn't say it. That's why the motion capture is really good is cause at one point she, um, offers, you know, she's like, okay, uh, I'm getting ahead in the story, but she, they end up making it to her village and just to find out everyone's dead or has been enslaved by, by the slavers that first got them. Right. And mm-hmm. after after she find, finds her father's dead, she's like, you know, I'm, we're going to take the fight to them if, you know, pretty much die trying. And if you notice, he doesn't put up a fight. He just kind yeah. of just goes, OK. And that's kind of a, a cool moment of them not having to, like, explicitly write something out. They're just able to use, like, a, the facial capture. Mm hmm. Um, I but I yeah, that scene very well. Yeah, yeah, that that's a cool scene. And there's a scene right before the village too, where you can tell Monkey knows something's wrong with her, or she, you know, she knows something's wrong when they first get to the village, but he doesn't want to say anything. Yeah, uh, he kind of right away is just like she's just playing off like, oh, weird, the guard's not there, and the guy who <laughs> works yeah. the bridges isn't there, and he's like, mm, you know? <laughs> yeah, she kept finding, um, it was just like, oh, there's there's usually someone here 24-7, and then there, there's <laughs> no one there. And she's like, oh, well, over here, there's always somebody over here 24-7. She was yeah. very much in denial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we're, we'll come back to that scene, because I, I do want to say a few more things about it, but um, yeah, so over the, the point of New York, there's a lot of, like, um, they're working together to get through the city, um, I think there's a good moment uh, right before the first boss where they find fish like like a, a fully fun- functioning ecosystem of yeah, fish that, that has survived. Cool. And she kind of explains like, hey, this is kind of how my, our village works too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you fight the first boss, which I'm not a big fan of the bosses of the game. They just kind of bullet spongy. Like once you figure out the pattern, you just yeah. kind of have to keep doing it. Um, so that, that is, uh, uh, we'll get back. I, uh, let's just talk about the combat for a second. I think the combat is probably the weakest part of the game. And yeah, I think so too. yeah. And it's not just because the game is older. I think even at the time I thought the same thing that the combat was like a little shallow. Um, and now even more now, now it's like really jarring, you know? Oh yeah, um, for sure. I haven't played uh, a game with, I think, combat this shallow in a long time. And it really, it kind of threw me off. Like, like every time I I finished a fight, I was like, man, I really, I really feel like there was more I should be able to, uh, there's more I can do in this fight, but there wasn't, you know? I was like, nope, I had the one attack button that I hit a bunch of times. That's pretty much all I could do. You know what the, what they tried to go for, what I thought of was Arkham Asylum. Um, you know, cause you have that one staff, like whenever you're going to a combat encounter, there's like, you usually get like three or four mechs on you. Right. Yeah. And they give you that staff swing that makes it so you can create distance. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so there's a lot of like the crowd control combat kind of reminds me of Batman. But where Batman does something good is there's like a really good flow to handle groups of en- enemies. And I don't feel like that's the case. Like most enemies will have a shield and you have to charge up. But the minute you charge up your move, hit it, hit one of the mechs to bring down their shield so you can hit them. Like three other dudes just are on you, you know? Yeah. And there's not like a great way to handle them till I think it's too late. Like near the end of the village, I had enough of that ammo from that staff, which just like one hits everything in the game. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but that's like way too late. That's after like the most combat heavy part of the game. Um, so yeah, I was surprised too. I, I remember there being a skill tree and to some sense that kind of helps. But it's not like modern games where, you know, modern games, you would have been able to have a move that would have like, you know, did an AOE attack that broke everyone's shield, you know? Mm-hmm. Or uh, so, yeah, the combat is not the it's not the greatest. And I think they don't throw a ton at you in this first third, which is good. So it's just still the right amount. And they even give you opportunities to use stealth more than combat, you know? Yeah, it did. Um, so yeah, I, I found that, I found that kind of, uh, pretty jarring <laughs> back in the day. I remember not being the best, you know, like God of War was still a thing and action games, DMC. It wasn't like back then this is, was the norm. There were still games that did combat very well. Um, so I think that's kind of where also the game's budget and maybe time constraint comes in is it just didn't feel fleshed out. Like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's functional for what it is. And we'll get to the village sequence where it just, uh, there are points in the game where it pushes that combat farther than it's supposed to go. Um, but yeah, so uh, you're going through, you're, you're exploring, uh, you, you defeat that last boss. And I think after that last boss trip and Monkey have the first moment where, um, I don't know, that they just have like a moment of agreement where he's, it's she's not forcing him to do something. He's the one moving her along. Yeah, like he's actually he's actually interested in getting her there. And yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell he's starting to kind of care for her. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I would say that first third of the game. Oh, and I put in my notes here that it being a game with this era, there are multiple turret sequences. Which is oh, something yeah. games of that era did. Like, if there was a gun in a game, you would have a turret sequence. Yep. Um, I, I think that goes back. Too. I think that goes even back to like PS2. Like, you can play like old Ratchet and Clank games and stuff. Like, they love turret sequences and and those in like the PS2, PS3 generation. Um, so there's a good amount of that. I think there's. <laughs> there's a moment in the first one where you're running towards the camera with like that big dog chasing you. Oh yeah. And that's that. just another uncharted two moment. You're like, they must've like, they must've played it. And we're like, wow, that'd be a really cool idea. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, what did you think about the writing up to that point? Uh, up to that point? I, I mean, I really, I, I enjoy the dialogue between the two characters and, and uh, I, the only thing I wish is I, I kind of wish they gave me a little bit more background on what, like what happened, you know, I just, I, yeah. I mean, at the time I was like, oh, they're, you know, it'll probably be, 
you know, better explained or, you know, later in the game. And it, it I, don't, I feel like it kind of wasn't. They didn't really get into what happened, which I mean, which is fine. They don't know I mean, just because it's post-apocalyptic game. They don't I feel like they don't owe you, you know, to tell you exactly what happened, how it got to this, which is fine. I just think that's personal and kind of what I wanted to know. Uh, but I thought yeah. the, the writing was really well. The, the the writing was really good. The dialogue between them was really good. Uh, uh, I only felt kind of weird about a certain other character that is introduced we'll later on him. in the game. <laughs> yeah, but other yeah, than that, we'll I other than that, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I thought the same thing. I thought because um, when I when I thought back to this game. You know how uh, Uncharted 2 really did this a lot, and now every game does it almost too much. But, like, the characters never shut up. <laughs> like, oh, they yeah. are always talking, always talking. There's something I appreciate. There are times where, like, you're just platforming, and they're just kind of doing their thing, and they're not talking. So I, I almost, like you said, I almost want a little more of them to talk about kind of, like, their backgrounds, what they're doing. Um uh, but there were times where I'm just like, you know what? This is kind of cool. Like, I feel like some games really feel the need to always fill every moment with dialogue, you know? Yeah, like they didn't, they didn't like, I feel like a lot of games, they just, they can't have that quiet moment. Like there has yeah. to be something being said 24 seven or something. Like Monkey didn't, every time he went to a sequence, he wasn't like, okay, gotta climb that pole. That was a close <laughs> yeah. one, you know? I didn't that that's what I found interesting is I didn't feel like that like that like monologuing I, I didn't feel like I was missing it I was actually kind of like pleasantly like oh you know that's it this is actually really nice but but at, at on the other end of the spectrum like you said I would have rather them um you know uh the inner character dialogue to been a little more fleshed out and you know we're we're talking about in this game there's one other character pretty much once you meet Trip and Trip and Monkey, and I think that would have been a good opportunity to give you more like background in the world. Um, but they didn't take it, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, that would be my one complaint too. Is just I feel like I, they could have fleshed out the characters more within the dialogue and kind of the world. Uh, but overall, the dialogue that is there is actually pretty well done and um, well directed, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. So yeah, you get through that that first sequence. Um, I I think the first um, the first time you get your cloud, this is near the end of that first uh, third of the game. I think the clouds are really fun, you know, like mobility mechanic, and it's just a a, a hoverboard pretty much that you can ride around the environment. And back in the day, I remember that sequence being really cool and really open. But now when I played it again, I'm like, oh, this is still just like a pretty small space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty small. Yeah. Uh, and, and really air, any area that they give it to you later on in the game is a pretty small. Like there's, there's, not a lot, there's not a lot of places you can go with that thing. Yeah, it's still pretty contained, but it's still like it still is fun and controls well. So when it did happen, yes, I, I was, was like, I was oh, actually this is cool. I was impressed with how uh, well it controlled. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I just don't. I just think maybe just because of what they were developing it on and the time constraints and stuff, I almost feel like they could have in a sequel put you know that cloud in and made bigger areas and 
um, you'll notice that you know there are ways to upgrade your weapons and stuff. So there's little orbs that you collect. Yeah. Um, and I liked, you know, I, I like like finding, it reminds me of like bolts and ratchet and clank or like the Lego studs in the Lego games. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of enjoy the process of like clearing out an area, but um, there, it's not like you can go out the beaten path, go off the beaten path a lot and find like cool stuff or upgrades and stuff like that. But I feel like in a sequel, they really could have fleshed out the exploration because it feels good to move. Like Monkey is a fun character con- to control. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do wish that they would have given you a little more freedom to like parkour around the environment and use your cloud. And, you know, it, it it's kind of a it's kind of a complaint and a compliment because it feels really good to do. So I wish there was more of it and they really make a real linear linear path for you to even climb or explore, you know? Yeah. Um. So in the story, you know, we we're talking about like background and story. There's a one point where you start seeing these masks around the environment. Uh, and when whenever monkey touched the mask, it actually like flashes these like real life photos. Of, this is a random guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought really the first time that funny. happened really threw me off guard. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Because it's not even a guy in engine. It just like it shows these really blurry photos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, it almost seems like vacation photos of this one dude. Um, and so you start doing that. And I, you know, I, I mean, what did you think when you first saw that? I mean, I thought it was very funny the first time I said it. I just saw this real, this real <laughs> picture of this guy on my screen all of a sudden. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but once I got past my, I, I think once I got past the hysteria of it, I kind of liked those little glimpses. I, I, ma- I made sure every time I saw one to, because sometimes they they'd be they'd be to the point where you can see them but you can't get to it yet. I'd always make sure that I can get to them because at the time I didn't know if there was gonna be anything that you get for collecting all of them, but I, I really don't think there was. But I did I did enjoy it, seeing all the pictures. You know, you'd it'd be there'd be one like on the on the bridge, and then whenever you go to it, it's like a you know it's like oh when the bridge was in its prime time and there's cars everywhere, and then that's all you get. Like it was very quick. Um, so I mean, I, I liked them. It just kind of gives you more stuff to collect and discover throughout the game. Yeah, and it really is the only thing that gives you hints of where the story ends up. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. And that will be a complaint later. Is I just think it it, it does a lot of things that this game uh, that games back then did is the game will be one thing, and at the very last second, it'll curveball you. And you're like, whoa, okay, didn't see that coming, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it it doesn't build up enough. Like, the masks are cool, and it gives you glimpses of what's going to happen in the story, but it still doesn't give you enough, <laughs> you know? No, it does. And after I finished it, I was uh, curious how, I, you know, I wanted to see, like, an IGN review video of it or, or you know, other you know other companies i just wanted to see a couple reviews for it and i think i i think it was the ign video they were talking about the ending and i think they said something that i agree with they they said they said oh you know the the story was pretty well done except for the ending it felt more like a game that ended rather than had a finish like it, i felt like the story wasn't finished the game just kind of ended and yeah. i kind of agree with that you know it it felt really like the last 30 minutes kind of felt weird to me yeah 
Yeah, and and we'll get to the ending, but those masks are kind of like your only hint towards it, and it just doesn't build enough. Like like you're saying about no, the review, it is it? It just it doesn't give you enough room to like speculate or be surprised. You know, you're just kind of confused. <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, I, and you yeah. know what? I um something I actually I think in one of those review videos I was also looking at the uh, at the comments, and I I I saw someone talking about something like and they posted it like two years ago too um talking about how That's this weird. game interrupted like the horizon zero dawn release schedule or what would have been because apparently while they were uh while uh oh gosh who makes uh, gorilla yeah while gorilla was working on killer zone 2 i don't know if it was already out or it was about to be out that's when the horizon zero dawn idea got pitched and they and everyone in the studio was really really gung ho about it. And then this game came out, and apparently it was close enough to the concept of Horizon Zero Dawn that they shelved it for like a year or two before That's before crazy. actually pitching it to Sony. So I yeah. kind of wonder how how much sooner we would have gotten Horizon if this game didn't come out. And then I, I saw that video, and someone was like, "There's no way you know that." He's like, "Uh, it's in the no clip video for Horizon Zero Dawn," and they talk about it. So I went to go check, and it totally is. Like, they were talking. They're like, yeah, we were really gung-ho about this. So, you know, we were all on board, and then we saw the trailer for this game, and then the game came out. We were like, hey, we should probably shelf this for a little bit. So then they started working on another game, like a steampunky game, for like a year before ending up just going back to the Horizon idea and pitching it to Sony. So I thought That's that was really wild. I, it's yeah. wild that you say that, because when I was researching the game... Uh, you know, because Sony um, published Heavenly Sword as like mm -hmm. their launch, one of their launch games, you know, um, a Ninja Theory's last game. And they pitched Enslaved to Sony and Sony rejected it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of wild that Gorilla did, you know, years later. And he, and I did. There was one point I was playing and I was like, wow, this reminds me a lot of Horizon. Like, you know, the setup and the mechs and all that stuff. So that it's, that's, that's wild. That makes sense though. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's pretty telling about the kind of the legacy of this game that when people saw horizon, it wasn't just a bunch of people being like, Oh, this is a lot like enslaved or like a like enslaved. It <laughs> yeah. just fallen so far out of like every, you know, the, uh, uh, everyone's conscious yeah 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 whatever i'm trying to say uh you know just out <laughs> yeah, of everyone's out of mind yeah. and out, out of out of the talk space there that just no one even mentioned it until you know you play it again you're like oh wow i guess this is a lot like that you know even mm -hmm. uh visually it looks a lot like horizon you know um so maybe you did get the sequel to enslaved but um uh where were we? So yeah, yeah, um, they get through the city. They they finally get to Trips Village, and um, it's pretty well hinted at this point that something bad has happened to Trips Village, and you're kind of expecting it. Like Monk even says at some point, he's like, "It's not just gonna be us, and that they will they will be back to that village," you know. So I mean, were you expecting to go to Trips Village and actually see like other people in the game? <laughs> I mean, not at that point, I was still kind of curious. I was like, are we going to meet any other characters in this game yet? Because what was that? That was maybe like three or four hours in, maybe when that happened, maybe something like maybe. No, maybe not that much. I was still kind of like, oh, you know, I, I felt like we would have run into somebody like another character, another 
maybe another uh, team member, you know? Uh, so, but once, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, they, they're pretty heavy handed with the fact that, hey, you know, there's not, there's supposed to be someone at this watch post and no one's here. I'm like, oh, everyone's dead then. Right. I mean, that's the only, that's the only logical conclusion. Like, yeah. if there's supposed to be, it's supposed to be somebody there. There's nobody there. And then I, there's also that one part, uh, they're crossing the bridge and the bridge just falls apart. And she's like, oh, that bridge is not supposed to, you know, that's supposed to be in good condition. You know, we look after this bridge and it just falls apart the second monkey gets on. I'm like, okay, well, no one's been here for a while then. So there's obviously, there's, if there is anyone left there, I mean, that's probably maybe one or two, maybe, you know. Or yeah, something happened to damage the bridge and no one, no one fixed it, you know. Yeah. Um, although um, this section, the section following the bridge sequence uh, is probably my least favorite section in the game. Um, but I think the bridge sequence is one of the best as far as like writing. Because like I said before, like you can see a monkey's face. He knows something's wrong. And this is probably has the most writing. You, uh, the way they wrote Trip is she knows something's wrong and she's kind of just nervous talking. Like she's just nonstop talking. Um, mm. you know, like she can, you can tell something, she knows something's wrong, but she doesn't want to yeah. admit it. And so, Monkey is, uh, he's so quiet, you know, he's like, mm. he's like kind of, he's like giving her the time to work it out in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think one of my favorite lines, uh, in the game is the part where she keeps talking about, is it Brian? What, what's the bridge guy's name? She just keeps talking about this guy who like loves bridges oh, yeah. and built all these bridges. And oh, at one point she just like for the, she probably mentioned it for like the out him and his bridges. <laughs> so yeah, they get, they get close enough to the village to find it empty and they go to this watchtower and there's, you know, there's blood everywhere. Um, and at that point trip pretty much has a nervous breakdown and pretty much what happens this entire sequence is trip kind of has a nervous breakdown. She just runs, she runs for towards the the village it's infested with mechs you know from uh when the slavers were last year and um and this whole uh sequence is trip or uh monkey trying to uh, trying to run and catch up with trip and they just throw so many mechs at oh, you oh man yeah like like you're like okay two waves of mechs that was a lot because we already said that the combat isn't like the greatest you kind of just want to get through it so you can you know get on with the game and there are points where i think they throw like four or five waves of them at you and um it's not just that the it's like the uh the mechanics are clunky or are just boring it's it also can be really difficult just because they don't give you a lot of options to deal with crowds yeah like whenever um, you so have like five running at you and two of them have shield so you got to figure out a way to disable the shield and one of them is trying to shoot you from behind the other four, and then you got two that are just rushing at you, and you have yeah. one button to hit them with, you know? I mean, it right. does not give you a lot of options. And some of the enemies have, like, a little icon above them, which means something's wrong with them, because Trip, uh, Trip uh, hacked Monkey's headband to give him, like, display statuses on things. And so he can see when, like, there's a mech that you can do like a finishing move on and you can um, you can throw it at other mechs to explode it or you can press B over one of these shock mechs that try to shoot, you know, shoot electricity at you and they'll stun all the mechs around it. 
And later in the game, they throw a lot of enemies at you, but a lot of the mechs have these fault, you know, these faults on them. And you can like kind of strategically take those ones first and clear out groups pretty, pretty well with that. But I feel like this middle section, they don't give you a lot of those mechs. It's just like waves like maybe and waves. One or two. Yeah, yeah. So that that really got old by the end of yeah, the village yeah. sequence. And the ones that the ones that call in reinforcements if you don't kill them fast enough are really annoying too. You then I ended up oh, yeah. trying to focus all my strength on them and 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 me doing that, I would always turn my back to the other ones and then they'd they'd swarm my back, you know, because I was focusing all my attention on the one trying to call reinforcements and yeah, that that was probably the most frustrating part of the game, is that whole sequence. Yeah, and um, and and probably the most frustrating thing is every time you catch up to Trip, the game would just like do a little cutscene, and she'd run behind another locked door or another <laughs> yeah. wave of like you know twenty robots would jump down, and you're like, God, it, it goes on for what would you say, like two hours? Yeah, I mean, it was way longer than I thought it was. Two three be. hours. It was yeah. It's pretty. It's a pretty long sequence, and. You know, they try things like you. there's a section where they give you just like pretty much unlimited staff ammo They, you know, you get a shock ammo and you get these like damage, oh, you know, yeah. just ammo that pretty much one hits everything if they don't have a shield and they kind of make it into like a little third person shooter. And, you know, it works for what it is, but it's not necessarily fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. it wasn't made to be that kind of shooter. So um, they try to break it up with that, but um, you finally catch up to Trip, and um, you know they give you this that windmill puzzle, um, which is weird because there's not like a lot of puzzles in the game. I think there's that theater scene in the first third and the windmill. Oh yeah, yeah, where you're trying to so, like align the catwalks and stuff. Yeah, and that stuff's all fine. It's pretty like light puzzle solving. I think it breaks up what you're doing, even if though I I think the puzzles themselves are a little poorly um, uh, signposted. Oh, like the oh, windmill yeah. one. I the windmill, looked oh up my a YouTube, God. I looked up a YouTube video for like one section. I was like, oh, that's that's what I was supposed to do. OK, that was not clear. <laughs> yeah, that, um, I, I had that moment, too. Yeah. So so I mean, it broke it up. All right. But they're not like the best design thing. But uh, finally, you uh, catch up to trip. You calm her down. You go through like, you know, uh, a big boss battle, which, again, the bosses take like forever. But once you uh, catch up, um, there is a really good sequence in the game. It, it's a bad section, but I think the bridge sequence and the sequence where he find, she finds her uh, father dead, but he like left her a message, you know, that sequence where she's just like sees red and is like, I'm going to, you know, we're going to destroy the company. I forget what the company's called, but we're going to we're going to destroy it. And that's kind of the point where, you know, Monkey's like, OK. Let's do it, you know, because um, he she was supposed to let him go. Like, that's all the deal was like, you know, yeah, just to get her home. Yeah, yeah. Just to get her to the village and she free him. But she kind of went back on her promise. But he, you know, he didn't get angry or anything. And um, and so, yeah, they um, uh, the story moves forward and she, um, you know, she wants to bring the fight to to the mechs to the slavers and uh finally i think pyramid is that the name of the oh yeah the pyramid yeah 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 i could remember yeah, so, that, yeah yeah um 
so yeah, she wants to bring the fight to Pyramid. So at that point, you know, she's on a revenge. It turns into kind of a revenge story at this point. And they go into this kind of, um, it's a cool, I, I think it's a cool environment, the junkyard. Um, there's this oh, huge yeah. like mech graveyard. And um, as, I mean, uh, they play it in cutscenes, but at some point Monkey gets his um, his bike and there's cool sequences that they're where they're going through the world and you see these like huge mechs mm-hmm. that are very Horizon-esque. And so it kind of gives you like a glimpse of like, oh, something bad happened. Like there are these huge yeah. like dinosaur, you know, animal looking mechs. Um, so you're going to ha- uh, find a, a friend of Trip's father um, and, and you're going through this kind of mech graveyard. And so... It it starts out like that. You you know you get uh, his cloud again, um, and finally you meet the only other character you meet in the game that you know other than like at the ending, um, and uh, you meet Pigsy, <laughs> and this is probably the point of the game that I turned around on the most, like. Everything is sort of how I remembered. Um, I remember like the combat being a little shallow. And when I replayed it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this combat shallow, you know, like more, even more shallow than I remember. But Pigsy, I remember thinking back in the day, I was like, oh, that's a funny character, you know? (laughs) Um, So I probably would have thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's such a character at that time. And the way, so Pigsy is just kind of a big walking fat joke. (laughs) pretty much yeah that's that's kind of the character and um and so uh pixie he's he's kind of a he's a mechanic and he he, and he has a gun and a zip line and that's kind of how he gets around uh with monkey and trip the rest of the game so you meet pixie and um you soon find out that pixie has a crush on trip and the game even makes it clear at one point that like trip is like 16 i don't think they ever say her age but i remember that whenever it was so creepy whenever they finally met. He was like, "Oh, trip." He was like, "How's your, you know, how's your father?" Because they also make it very clear that he is one of her dad's oldest friends, right? Like, right, like very. It's it's such a weird like, like he's like late fifties, but oh yeah, and he's just eyeing her up and down. Oh, it's it's so weird. The way they write and direct him, he's such a creep. <laughs> he's yeah. a creep. He's a kind of unfunny. He's a like kind of a gross character to look at and which would, I have think, been, which would have been better if he wasn't if they didn't make him like one of the main people in your group that you know is now an ally yeah been, yeah like if he was a creep that all of a sudden you're like okay uh we're leaving bye like they would have made a little more sense like oh that guy's a creep we don't want him in our party <laughs> yeah but and i guess kind of go along with it and i guess the voice actor did do a good job like voicing the character because he sounds gross too. The way he like talks, he's like, oh, no. he, he does like, <laughs> yeah, he does. you know, like the, even the way he talks, like makes him sound like a creep, which, you know, if that's how he was written, then I guess the voice actor did a good job, but it's creepy. Um, and so what, what ends up happening here and you know what, like the idea of it was a good idea. I think at that point in the game, like, like uh trip and monkeys arc, like the most interesting part of their arc had been kind of completed, you know, where now they ha- they trust each other. They're on the same team. They have the same objective. Um, I think the idea of putting a character in that kind of shakes up that dynamic between them 
and uh, is interesting and is like the right way to go, but not like this. <laughs> yeah, it's a no, good idea on paper, but they it's yeah. executed. I think it's weird because they almost they set up this awful character and they almost want to make it like a love triangle, like you know, like 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 uh, Pigsy is competition for Monkey for like trip, yeah. and but it she makes this very clear that yeah. Well, and then he gets so mad about it. And, you know, I thought they were actually going to do something kind of interesting with it. I know where you're going. You know, I know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he, he's, he's upset about it, right? And then there's that one cut scene where he's flying the boat. Or something, <laughs> That's such he, a weird <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah. And he, and he looks back at them and there's like a bunch of rubble in the background, but it makes like a heart for just a second and it like highlights it in pink. And then he looks back. He's so mad. And then in the next scene, you know, there's the uh, you're trying to get a power cell and he's like, oh, the power cell is right down there. And then Monkey's like really suspicious. He's like, right down there. I just go grab that. He said, yep. And then you jump down there, obviously, with no obvious way up. And then all of a sudden, I think, you know, a big fight happens. And then and then Piggy's like, oh, by the way, there's, you know, a bunch of mechs down there. And I thought they were going to do something kind of interesting, like, oh, Piggy got rejected. So now he's going to. He's gonna kind of try to take Monkey out. And they're gonna have to take Piggy out. I feel like that would have been a lot more interesting, uh, but they didn't go that way. And then they they just magically forgave him for like trying to throw Monkey into like a death trap, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah. It's it's kind of like written off. Like he literally tries to like off Monkey, <laughs> like pretty yeah. much set them up to to murder him. And it there's how weird sequence where. Like, you know, you fight the boss in that arena that he gets trapped in and he like kidnaps Trip. And there's a pretty cool like chase sequence on your hover on the oh, hover yeah. disc. That's right. I forgot about that. Like that's a good that, that's a cool that's a cool sequence. But once um monkey um jumps in and um and like rescues Trip, you see like Pixie get like super upset about it <laughs> and yeah. weird. Like he's not even sorry. And I almost forget it was so like poorly done. The way they, they, you know, I, I think like Monkey does confront him. And I think Pixie's just like, oh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just this, this. And was that the point where like, because uh, Trip can hear Monkey through the headband. Was that the point where it's like, she can hear everything we say? Or that oh, was before that, was so that right? Awkward. No, I, that yeah, was I before. think that was, I, that was before. Yeah. Yeah. What I, you know what I came and you, you know what Pixie feels like? He feels like a character you would like a, a side character in Borderlands <laughs> thrown into this like kind oh, of serious game. And he just is just like a car. He's written like a cartoon character in a pretty serious like, you know, in like a yeah. pretty serious game thematically. And the yeah, way he like sticks out trip, like a sore thumb. Yeah, it's almost like he doesn't belong in the game. And, you know, they could have wrote him to be like. You know, the, uh, sure, like, you know, the comedic um, having someone, uh, you know, ha has some comedic breakup and stuff. That stuff works pretty well. Like you have like Gimli and Lord of the Rings and Marvel movies do it all the time with like certain characters. Um, but the way if, they you did know, if, it. If they, if they went the last of his route, I think it would have been perfect. You know, have like a character like Bill, a really grouchy old guy that they come to for help. And he's like begrudgingly helping them, but you know, he has a history with one of them. So he's helping them, but you know, he's very like pessimistic and negative. I feel I feel like that's kind of the route that they should have taken. 
it would have made yeah. more sense, I think. Yeah, he's just like a really gross creep. <laughs> is what we're getting to. He's just like not a good character. And back in the day, I just kind of took it as is. You know, I was just like, oh, you know, like that's kind of a phony character. I, I forget and, exactly what I thought about Pixie, but I don't remember him being like a terrible character. Yeah. You know? And, you know, and it's probably a lot of, you know, it. I think it's a problem that a lot of people had back then because the three or four video reviews I saw, I don't think anybody like mentioned how gross that character was. Yeah. I feel Which like weird. you, you, say, you think more people. Oh Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like more people if if there are people would play it, replay it now, I think Pigsy would be a big like, man, that character. I don't even think we haven't even talked about the worst scene. Uh, I, those are the, the the scenes I want to talk about. Like there's a decent scene where like at first when they're racing, like I think that race to the top where monkeys racing Pigsy to the top. Like, that's kind of like a, a decent. That's the most sequence. that's the most interesting thing I think that happened with Pigsy. Yeah, you're like, oh, like the, the character has like some cool, interesting tool sets. Mechanically, when you fight, he now like, uh, you know, he jumps on. He finds like a platform and will shoot dudes for you, which is helpful. In combat, and that kind of breaks up combat in a nice way. And that's like the nice thing I say about Pigsy. But uh, you did you did cover it. That awkward scene where he's like professing like his love for Trip to Monkey in like a really creepy way and she can overhear him. Um, and then, and then, and then the camera pans over to trip and she's like kind of giving them the side eye, like pretending that, that she's not hearing. It was, uh, yeah. they made a good job it, or, or they did a good job making that feel awkward because it very much was. Yeah. If that's what they were going for then. Yes. And then, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the boat scene because it's just so dumb. <laughs> oh, wait. That, I, I left so hard. <laughs> that was the part. Oh man. It's, it's just so out of uh, it's just so out of left field for like the tone the game was taking, you know, like that whole village <laughs> yeah. sequence and her deciding to take the fight to pyramid and her everyone she knows dying to like this. It's like, what? What is going on? Did they feel like it was too serious <laughs> and they needed to I don't know what who thought Pixie was a good idea, but he does feel like a character of that era, you know? Like, yeah. I don't I don't remember anyone playing like Borderlands one and two and being like, you know, these characters are kind of annoying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not all of them, but some of them. And it, it's just I think it's just like a very much a character of Tara. And we didn't even get to the worst scene um, with Pigsy. There's there's one more scene I'd like to talk about, but they try to make, a, you know, his arc be that like, you know, at first he's just like jealous of of Trip and Monkey and they're like budding relationship or whatever. Um, or they're, you know, they're deepening relationship and they, you know, they want to make him like up villain and then him, you know, be supportive and then him doing like that heroic sacrifice at the end, which just doesn't hit hard <laughs> considering the character. No. I yeah. was like, all right, good riddance. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, so yeah, yeah, they, they meet, uh, I, what are they trying to do again? I think they're trying to get power cores because, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pixie knows of this like gigantic underwater mech. It's supposed to be the mech that's going to like give Pyramid absolute control. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just huge walking, like four legged. Do you know? I'm trying to remember what kind of animal it's after. It's just a big, giant four legged mech. Yeah, the Leviathan or something. Uh, I can't remember what animal it was either. Was it like a? Was it, it wasn't like an elephant, but that's kind of the idea. 
Um, but uh, yeah, the Leviathan. And so the rest of the game is them getting uh, uh, things they need to get into the Leviathan. Um, oh, oh, right. You're going through the junkyard to uh, fix uh, Pixies like Bus, which can fly. And so you're doing that. Like I said, all those weird scenes happen. The gameplay at this point is okay. It's back to kind of what the third, um, the first third of the game was, where you're doing a lot of like stealth. There's less fighting. Um, I think some of the arenas were a little more annoying uh, just because there's like instant fail. There, uh, There's these mines you can run into that just instantly kill you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, the mines. And, you know, yeah. and... And some of the bodies, you know, you you have that visible red ring around, like, hey, don't walk in this yeah. ring or you die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can tell you how many times I died when I was, I must have been two or three feet away from the ring, <laughs> and it would somehow yeah. trigger the mine and be yeah. instant death. And that, ah, oh, man, I hated those mines. I yeah, I did too. I felt like in the first part of the game when they used them, they gave you a decent path, and I actually liked them because you can use the um. You can use the crowd control ability that knocks the mechs back, and you can actually like oh, knock them yeah. into the mines. I do, yeah, I do remember doing that a little bit. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, and this sequence are just scattered in weird ways, and they give you such tight windows to walk through. And Monkey's fun to control, but he's not like so he's not very controllable. Nice, yeah, like you touch the button, and he's he's going. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like trying to be. It's like in like a three D Sonic game, trying to like. <laughs> trying to like get Sonic to do something slowly. It just does not work. Um, yeah. But they, they're hiding all the little upgrade orbs. So of course you're going to go for them, but you just end up dying and the checkpointing sucks. So oh, yeah. uh, that's like the frustration in that area, but there's some decent like platforming and um, I, I enjoyed that section way more than the village one. Um, and then you get, uh, you, you get into the air um they're heading towards pyramid and at some point one of the like the operators one of the slavers is asking you know like what's your code you know what's your landing code and they're trying to come up with excuses and they don't get it and they get shot down and this is the other pixie part do you remember this i'm having <laughs> trouble remembering maybe i blocked in, it out of my memory he probably did when they're in the escape pod and they have to all cram in together Oh, oh my god. god <laughs> you were <dang> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird sequence. Like it's supposed well, what, to be like what, a, what did he say? He was like, Hey monkey, can you move your right hand? <laughs> and monkey is yeah. like, No, I don't have room. <laughs> and then there was no there was no reason they had to put this in there, but they just had to continue making his character gross. Yeah. Like just a nasty character, like no one wants to talk to this guy. And he's like, because uh, your hand is on my penis. <laughs> like, what the heck? What is this game? I don't understand. What is this character? Yeah, yeah, they crammed in. So it's like a little slapstick moment. Like, you know, that, like, everyone shoved in. Fine, sure. And then, yeah, he's just like, hey, your hand, could you move it? No. Oh, well, you're touching my penis. And then it, like, zooms out. And Monkey, apparently, like, he screams. Like, Monkey, like, squeezes or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then that. it's just on to the next sequence. Like it fades to black and they're out, and you're just like, what? It's so oh, weird because the writing is so consistent. Like, you know, like I, I could use more of it, but it's at least consistent up to this point. And then that character comes on, and you're like, who wrote this part? It's like a it's like it's like at the last moment they had to throw in a character and they're like they're one of their interns had to write Pigsy, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
and they threw him in. It's just so weird. It's he's just such a weird character. Um, and the problem is like, yes, Trip and Monkey did need another character to work on. There's such a good opportunity to to throw in like something that really changed the dynamic, or you know, uh, made made Trip like uh kind of have to make like a harder decision like should i do this is this right you know is is it right for me to bring monkey with me you know to do this suicide mission you know what i mean yeah and they don't explore any of that you know um but at, at this point you're in the this is probably the second worst part of the game is going through the leviathan um ah, yeah the platforming is good up to this point. So the platforming is not the problem, but they give you these um, kind of climbing puzzles um, and they're in the climb puzzles. Are okay. But if you mess up the checkpointing, so brutal that you can lose like 15 minutes of 20 minutes of progress. Yeah. And whenever you do so, that a couple of times, you've lost an hour and a half, you know? Oh no, no, no. So even before you get into the climbing puzzle there, uh, there's a point where they steal a sub to get into um, the Leviathan after they get shot down. Mm -hmm. And there's that whole point where you're trying to get, oh, no, 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 you're going to this base once you shot down to get a sub to get into the Leviathan. And, like, Pigsy gets stuck. Like, he gets stuck in his cord, and you have to protect the, um, you have to protect the sub. And it's, like, a really long sequence. Like, it's way longer than it needs to be. Um, And so there's that, um, and once you get the sub, you get into the Leviathan and you're supposed to, um, uh, there's these four um, clasps that are uh, stopping it from moving. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to blow it up and free its legs so it can like, you know, swim out of the water. Um, so it's it's a really long sequence in the game of climbing and it's okay, except for the part where it was the point where I ran into my first glitch, like really bad glitch. And that was, uh, I had just released the first leg. And the first leg is like the longest point of the game, uh, of that section. Yeah. I was a little nervous when I got the first leg. And they're like, three more. And I'm like, three. No, more. yeah, me too. I was like, three more of those? Are you freaking kidding me? I can't do that. I'm, I, have a, I have a job I have to get to tomorrow. Yeah. And thankfully, the second is like a little longer. And then the third and fourth, you just like, were like right oh, next yeah, to each other. Yeah, they're short. Yeah, but uh, but unfortunately, uh, right after I blew off that first clasp, they uh, it, it glitched, and I had to restart to the point where they walk into like the sub or walk into the Leviathan. Oh no! And I was like, oh, you do all that platforming again. But there's the platforming section. Finally, they they free it, um, and so uh, yeah, you get all four. You take control. Um, uh, like the village, there's this one scene where you're supposed to protect this, um, like you're trying to get the the engine online, and there's these four like cooling cores you have to protect, and they and throw so many mechs at time. you. Yeah, it's just it's not a hard sequence because at least the mechs aren't like aggroed on you. They're trying to get the um these like cooling tubes. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just like way longer than it should be. That's probably like a 30 minute sequence of you just like spamming square and triangle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so once you get that done, um, you go through, um, you finally get the Leviathan and this kind of brings you to like the end sequence. Um, so well, before we continue, uh, what did you think of that section? I think we kind of agree. No, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I think everything you said, I agree with like, it was all a lot longer than it needed to be. 
um, that last uh, part of that section where you uh, to defend those four stations, I just I was really I was really like fighting to get through it. You know, I I was just kind of yeah. so bored with that section, and I was ready to move on. Uh, but I I mean what I whatever I mean I there there were other parts of the game that. I like, you know, I did, I did want to finish it. I wanted to see, uh, you know, if Pixie dies in the end, I was really looking forward to that, you know? So I, I really, <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's what really was pushing me forward. <laughs> You're like, please don't, don't, don't make me listen <laughs> yeah, to what, this what, character what, anymore. When he, when he offered himself to like sac- sacrifice himself towards the end, I was like, oh, great idea. That is the best <laughs> idea you've ever had, Pixie. Amazing. Why couldn't you have done this within the first 15 minutes of your existence? <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, you do that and then they're setting up this big sequence for the end where you, you are now in control of this like super mech and you're, um, you, you know, it's been walking for a while. You're in this big desert and, you know, they're called the company pyramid. That's like capturing everyone. And the slave traders, you know, are, are all part of pyramid and literally you're walking up to this giant pyramid. Yeah, I didn't. I Which didn't. Just a little on the nose. So yeah, I did not think they were going to be so on the nose as that, but they were. So, so yeah, you have this giant like tank mech, and Pigsy's controlling it, and they're they're you know they're doing their last cut scene where they're you know they're getting ready for like pretty much the final fight, and it's pretty clear like this is this is the big fight. Um, I I think at this point it seems a little rushed. You're just like whoa, like we were just like. I don't know anything about this company. We're like <laughs> at their final base. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. weird. Uh, it's kinda, I mean, but, it's like what I said earlier. Like, I really wish, like, as the game went on and on, I I wished more and more. Like, I would really like to know more about this company, about what happened. And then when we got to that part, I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, are we really about to just like do the last mission of the game? And I still have no idea what the heck went on, like in yeah, this world. Right? Um, yeah. But the, uh, there is a scene before the final uh, sequence where Trips, uh, I think Trip, like sits down with Monkey and she deactivates the headband. Um, and so it yeah. was her saying like, "Hey, like I'm sorry, I I broke our deal. Like here you go, you're you know, you're free to go or you know do what you you know do what you want." And he tells her, "I I don't know, I I didn't know what to think of this scene, but he tells her to put it back on." He's like, no. I thought, oh, like, I thought that was weird. I feel yeah. like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of felt like that maybe they needed it though, because they used it as an excuse uh, exactly. early on, where they were like, "Oh, hey, you know, if we're far apart, we can hear each other, and you can see, you know, you." I think that's when they unlocked the HUD or something. He was like, "What am I seeing?" And she's yep. like, "Oh, you'll be able to see." It. So they kind of needed him to keep it on. Uh, yeah, but I feel like it just made that scene kind of awkward, though. Yeah, it makes the kind of writing inconsistent, but I thought it the same thing. I was like, oh, but he still needs to see like enemy health bars and like notifications. Yeah. I thought that was actually a cool way of explaining that. The HUD. Yeah, or, yeah, earlier on in the game. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was neat because there wasn't a HUD, like a big HUD at first, and then you got that and you're like, oh, wow, cool. Or there might have been like a HUD showing how many like upgrade points um, you got. Um, but just... Just as far as like the game's budget too, uh, we didn't even mention this, but like the upgrade hub is super simple looking. <laughs> it looks like they oh, mocked yeah. up. They did like a mock up for what what like a menu would be for the upgrade system, and then they just like didn't have time to replace it. 
So it's yeah. just like weirdly like very stark, but um, not a big deal. But it's something you just look at and be like, ah, I can see maybe where they cut corners. Yeah, you know? it, it the menu, it, it was very PS two y to me, kind of like that oh, era. Yeah. Not not so PS three era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's where I think the budget uh, of the game, or maybe even the time they had to develop it, it, it you can you can kind of see it. Uh, but yeah, this is now we are like at the end of the game and, um, you know, they have that sequence. So I, I think it was a necessary sequence for tripping monkeys. So I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it. It was just, yeah, he puts the, <laughs> he puts the, the, uh, the headband back on, um, says, no, we're going to do this. I'm going to, you know, finish this out with you. And, um, and then uh, as they're approaching the base, uh, a bunch of these like scorpion mechs or a big scorpion mech comes out of the ground. It's a cool design, though. Um, and uh, uh, Pigsy like shoots it with this huge like mega cannon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he does that. And then and then uh, they're like, yeah, we did it. Uh-huh. And then I think like what, like six, seven come out of the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, so, uh, they're able to still take out all but one and that kind of, um, while this is all happening, it's a cool idea. I think, I think it's a cooler idea on paper than it ended up being in practice that you're kind of like climbing around this, this mech, like, uh, while, you know, Pigsy is shooting these giant scorpions, but I yeah. just don't think they were up to the task to make it look as cinematic as it should, you know, it doesn't feel as as cinematic as it should be. No, it didn't. Cause the idea is really cool. Um, it's, it kind of reminded me of like, um, the God of war three intro where like, you know, like it, it doesn't do oh, what you're like, yeah, does, okay. where all the Titans are climbing around you and yeah. you're, you know, it zooms out. I think it wanted to do that. It just didn't have either. It didn't have the chops or the budget or the time, probably all three, <laughs> you know, to, to, yeah. to make a sequence like that. But it, for what it is, it works. It, it's kind of, it is a cool, it is like the second set piece, you know, a uh, yeah. sequence. Uh, I, although I would maybe include that chase sequence where you're saving trip to be maybe the second one. And that, that's a cool sequence too. But um, but yeah, so there's these big leeches that are taking power and you're you're like shooting them off. Um and so you're doing that for a while. You're you're fighting mechs that are boarding. Um, and then there's this really long boss battle with that scorpion mech. Which again, it's a cool sequence. Like it they're they're able to shoot all but one, and then finally it like climbs the top of of the Leviathan and rips off the cannon, and you know, you're fighting this mech you know, this big old scorpion mech on top of yours. And it, it's a cool sequence. Yeah. It just, again, I just feel like it's just way too long. Yeah. If, if the check, if, if the uh, checkpointing was a lot better, I wouldn't have hated it so much. Because like I said earlier, I, I think, uh, what do you do? Like you have to, you have to fight a wave of robots and then you have to go yep. over to this area to shoot the vents or something. Yep. Yeah. You have to climb. And then, like, and the then you have to climb the tower to shoot it up, you know, you have to get high enough to shoot the weak points. And then you have to do it again on the left side after, you know, and, and there's like a wave of robots in between every step, you know, and right. I got to the last step and a glitch happened and I, my guy was stuck. No, in no. Yeah. So the check, and there was no checkpoint in this entire boss fight. So I had to do the whole thing yeah. over again. And I, I knew, I knew I, how close I was to the end of the game. So I was sucks. like, I'm just going to push through and do that whole 30 minute fight again. 
Yeah. Uh, I think I die. I think I just straight up ate it at one point. I, you know what it is? You're supposed to, like, you shoot his arms, and then he shoots that big cannon on his tail at you. And oh, I didn't yeah, realize right. what I didn't realize it wanted me to run away in time. And he just, like, shot me off, and then he was like, oh. And then I started towards the beginning. I was like, oh, no. But yeah, finally, you <laughs> yeah. shoot that, um, and then you uh, you shoot his tail. You get, like, you know, you get the angle to shoot his tail. And then the last section, I forget what you have to shoot exactly, but you have to shoot and fight off mechs kind of at the same time. Yeah. Which, again, we I... said that that's not the game's strong suit, like uh, big groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so it's a, it's a fresh, it's like I said, the entire sequence is a really cool idea. Um, like the scale and everything, uh, like fighting on top of your mech, this big scorpion boss. It, it, in a, with more time, money, probably just more time and money, it probably could have actually turned out to be a really cool sequence in some editing. Um, but finally, you you beat the boss. They, you know, they they're finally to pyramid, and um, uh, oh, okay, no, no, no. Um, I think more like mechs come out of the ground after you destroy it, and like, okay, there's no chance. And I think pig. Pigsy offers to sacrifice himself. And that's when we all applaud. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Please. But Trip's like, oh, I won't leave him behind. You know, like I said, it's just like, uh, I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) and so Monkey does the right thing, (laughs) grabs her, they jump off, and that the the whole mech like self destructs, you know, killing the, the last like line of defense for Pyramid. Um, and then uh, this is going to be a little hard one to explain. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was thinking of just reading a synopsis for the ending, but I'm like, I'll try to explain it as best as I could understand <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, like we said before, once uh, Monkey started seeing these visions, once he had the headset on and they thought it was just like a side effect and he was um, hallucinating. But about halfway through the game, uh monkey's like i'm not hallucinating i'm seeing like i'm seeing this guy's memories or you know what i mean like uh, you know how he lived and uh once they get into pyramid it's just like uh it's this one guy in the center and he has like a bunch of tubes coming out of his back like he looks kind of just like a corpse yeah with tubes He's going and- crazy on that keyboard though I think I, I actually like the animation. <laughs> no, yeah, I do too. It's kind of creepy. It. And, it's real yeah. creepy looking. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He, he kind of moves like a, I don't even know how to explain it. Kind of like a spider would or something. Yeah. Uh, but spider. yeah, that, that's a good way to say like, Yeah. That, he looks like a spider. It's just like very inhuman and jerky. But yeah, he's like at this huge control center. There's tubes. Um, and there are, you know, what's supposed to be like, the entire pyramid is filled with just like people with these headsets on standing in rows and they're they're they all look like they're hallucinating, you know? Um, and finally, um, you know, they're like, what do we do? What, what is it? And I think, what does trip want to do? Trip just wants to kill the dude. And I yeah. think monkeys like, wait, 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 like, I want to know what's going on, you know? And so I think she, uh, disconnects the headset and connects it to, um, to what everyone else is seeing and pretty much the matrix like uh what pyramid did was um um i'm trying to remember do you remember if um uh if the mechs happened first and then he saved humanity by just like giving them like bliss like I through really, the headset 
I really can't remember. I kind of thought said it is not explained well. I, yeah, I, I think I think that last bit with the with the guy kind of talking to them what happened. I thought it was very jumbled. Sorry, it was very yeah. jumbled and it was kind of hard to hard to uh, understand. You know. Yeah. Uh, very. But pretty much, done. he made them. He made them like a paradise. Like the the slavers are collecting are collect have been collecting humans. And, um, oh, something we didn't explain that was explained in that fish tank scene is, you know, monkey says every time, like you get a, you get a leader, you know, a leader that like builds a society and does well and it gets the attention of the slavers and it's gone. So he's implying that this has happened many times before where you get like a really charismatic leader and they start rebuilding and then the slave ships come in, you know? Yeah. Uh, but apparently he's been taking people, um, pretty much putting them into the matrix using these visors and giving them like an, like a, uh, like an actual, like unrealistic paradise in their heads. And they're like his memories. Right. And he say that he's like, I am like, I, for, I don't remember if he gave him a name, but he was like, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, they're, they're all living the memories of this one guy. And he's like, and that's, you know, they are living my memories. Stuff yeah. Like that. He's, they're like living his best memories. And that's like the things like like monkey was seeing through the visions. Like he, like I said, it almost looked like a vacation <laughs> slideshow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that first one is amazing though. It's just this grody looking like a JPEG of this dude. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and so and you can see that monkey starts like smiling for like like has this like real blissful smile and senses something's wrong and like disconnects him and you know at a certain point he's I, I forget how the events turned down but he's like you know explains her what's going on in there he's like it's beautiful you know yeah um which is kind of a cool sequence on his part but um at I don't some know, point, I kind of I, I I kind of felt it was out of character that he was like oh, oh let me yeah try, let me try to put this on that you know this like after having the I whole game with, the, with this yeah. slave band on my head, he's like, oh, let me put this one on. Like, I feel like <laughs> it was really like that. It's very careless, I think. Yeah. But, I, is there, does he like ask her to pull him out if things go wrong? No, no. He just like, here, let me put, <laughs> he just puts it on. And all of a sudden he's like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm in paradise right now. So the way I took that is just like, I have to know, like I've seen these memories, you know? Yeah, but, you know she, when, he, when she doesn't when, even she doesn't even pull him out. She just goes to kill the guy, and that's what oh disrupts yeah, everything. Oh, see how I got that is he she saw that he was like fading, you know that he might not come back, and I got it. That my impression was that to like get him out, she just starts like ripping that dude apart, the tubes out of his back. Oh, yeah, I mean, um, I mean that's I mean that's that's probably what they were going for. Be yeah, I, probably both. Like she's getting her revenge, and also she's kind of like saving Monkey from like the lie or whatever. Yeah. Um, like I said, they brushed past it. They it would have been cool to have a conversation between them. You know, the two saying like, "Do we want to do this?" I think they do. Like that's the question posed. You know, that he posed to them is like, "Would you take that away from them?" Like this world is just death and mechs. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. out there, but in here, you know, they're happy. So he poses the question and, uh, and you know, monkey starts getting drawn in and trips just, you know, just decides like, ah, yeah, screw it. Screw him. I'm getting him out of here and like ending this. And I, like I said, I like the animations of the 
the operator um because she starts like ripping it out and he starts freaking oh, yeah. out even more <laughs> yeah he's, yeah he's like twice as fast now with everything he's doing yeah yeah so and and then the the um it starts pulling out and you see everyone like um you know all the lines like it, it it's supposed to give you the impression that there's like millions of people in there you know they all start like um start losing their reality and coming to the actual reality and they all just start screaming which is kind of you know like i said there's like act, there's some cool stuff happening here it's just poorly done within the game yeah. it doesn't prepare you for it you know um i i feel like i i'm, a, I'm gonna be like armchair writer but i feel like if they would have found someone in that state and like halfway through the game and and you know monkey saw what was going on you know that they knew what they were going to end that would have been better rather than yeah, just trick saying oh, i'm going to kill them you know mm-hmm. um but yeah it just comes on real suddenly it actually reminds me of like assassin's creed 2 rather than assassin's creed 2 where you you you're like you you fist fight the pope and then there's just that yeah, sequence where she true. says it's a cool sequence where she uh what's the what's the main character's name Sasquatch. Uh, Desmond. Desmond. She she doesn't say Ezio. She's like the angel lady is speaking to Desmond through it. Yeah. I remember really liking that. And then that. he wakes up. Like that, I feel like they were trying to like copy that sort of like WTF moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um they just don't quite nail it. And it's just kind of confusing, even though there's like cool um there's like cool visual stuff to it. And then the game ends. Like, yeah, it, like just, it just it, ends. <laughs> yeah, it's so abruptly. Like, you don't get any... I feel, like I said earlier, you don't... I feel like it doesn't... You don't get a finished story. It just... It gets interrupted yeah. by the game ending. And it makes me think what a sequel would have been because they were planning a sequel, you know? Yeah. Um, And I have to think maybe some of that is that they thought they were going to make another game and, and didn't. Um. But yeah, uh, the game ends, um, and the the piece of DLC, you know, the the chance they would have had to oh, actually yeah. like give you some closure and stuff. Instead, if it's it's a DLC primarily focusing on playing as Pigsy, <laughs> the worst thing they could have done. And what I was kind and of you know, excited, uh, oh sorry, I, I remember uh, you 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 texted us in the Discord saying, "Hey, I just finished the game. I'm gonna." start the dlc and then i think like the very next day you're like ah I'm, we're not gonna play through this like we don't have to talk about this on the podcast it's it <laughs> i really don't like picky <laughs> and, <laughs> and i remember I, and i wanted to try it myself and and i mean within like the first five minutes they basically revealed hey this whole dlc is about him trying to build himself a robot set slave yeah like a waifu what? like a robot yeah waifu. i was like what the why did they what are they doing Oh man, I couldn't believe it. It's perfect for that character, but I don't want any part of it. And even I, I did get like an hour into it. At you know, it's like a third-person shooter. At points, you do get a zipline. That's the thing. It's actually kind of fun to play because you get like a grapple hook, like you would in Ratchet and Clank. It becomes more of like a little third-person shooter, and you get a bunch of tools for stealth that can like distract and shock and. Like, oh, really? it seems like a cool, like mechanically, it gives you a lot of options. It's more of like a stealth game, which I think was kind of maybe the more fun parts of the original Enslaved, I think they realized. But yeah, I want nothing to do with Pigsy. <laughs> um, 
Uh, And I mean, I will give it one more thing is I think this is just an accident, but we were talking before that a lot of the cutscenes, you know, I was playing on PC. So like 1080p, the original game was probably like 720 or less. So I was able to play it on like hot, all the settings cranked up 1080p on a, on a decent tower and it ran like at 60 flawlessly. And so whenever the pre-rendered cutscenes came up, which would have been like 360 PS3 quality, like resolution wise, it's just really grainy, bad video. Um, instead of doing that in the pigs, you'll see they had like um, kind of a stylized art thing going. Oh, like yeah. Book look. Yeah, I because I did play the beginning. I was like, wow, I, these I, aged I a lot better. That. Yeah. Yeah. Those did look good. So that was like the nicest thing I could say about it is like, oh, I think they figured out like what made their original game good. And it looks like they came up with like some interesting like mechanics within the world. Um, but uh, but yeah, Pigsy, man, that was what a way to go. <laughs> that was not the way to go. Um, but yeah, and it, I guess we didn't talk about the visuals as much, but you know, it, it's not much like it looks like a game of its time. It's just had a lot of color, which was impressive back in the day. But I mean, we did mention like the animation holds up surprisingly well for like character faces. Yeah. Which makes sense. But you know, some of the animations and like the cuts cut scenes are a little clunky, um, which is all expected. They were, you know, I I did like, I did like the little, uh, in combat, like whenever you'd finish a wave. Oh yeah. I liked those. Those are really good little, I don't know what you call those. Like they were like uh, slow motion finishing moves. Like monkey. Yeah. Yeah. It was like very cinematic, you know? Yeah. I really yeah. liked that. That was my favorite part of the combat was finishing the wave and seeing a really cool, like, <laughs> cinematic finish move on the last robot. Are you saying the point where you don't have to do the combat anymore is the favorite part of the combat? <laughs> but yeah, no, I oh, agree. Yeah. I agree. And I think that it's a cool, it's a cool end of like the boss fights and stuff. Like that, their second like set cutscene pace where he finally catches up to that robot as Trip and he like throws the staff into it in slow motion. Oh yeah, that was over cool and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like there's cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, they did they did those really well throughout the game. Yeah, those are really neat. Um I, I, I wish there was like more of that stuff within the combat. Speaking of uh uh Horizon, I, I that's when I that's what I remember of the Horizon two reveal with the combat was that they did those really cool like zoom in finisher moves in in Horizon two with like the uh the combat. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was like, hey, that reminds me of that. Look at that. It comes back to our horizon again. It sure does. But um, yeah, but like um, <laughs> I feel bad because this was a game I when I was picking out the game, I was like, OK, what's a game that I, I know like not a lot of people maybe played that might be interesting to talk about that I know is at least like a good game that I enjoyed, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Enslaved, I've heard people mention it. Like I've been listening to a couple podcasts, people mention Enslaved. They probably haven't played in a good decade too. So I was like, you know, that'd be a good one to come back to. I think that that that's like a really fun game from that era. And I think it was interesting going back to a game. Like you don't think of a PS3 360 game as being old, but at this point it kind of is, you know? Yeah, over 10 years old. So totally, yeah. And it does show you how far games have, have come. But I mean, what's your like overall impression? I liked it. I mean, I towards the end, uh, I think I had slightly more negative feelings about it than I do now. I, I have time to kind of think about the entire experience. And I actually, I, I liked it. 
uh, if I, you know, uh, if, would I recommend it to someone? I feel like I, I, I really don't know. I mean, at uh, this point, there's so many games that have done this thing now and yeah, done that's so much better. Like if, if if someone specifically wanted to play a game from that era that is good, I'd probably recommend it. But I would not recommend. I don't think I'd recommend someone to go out of their way to play this. You know, if they have all these other games that they haven't played. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there's. But better I did. Li- I did like it. Era, I liked but... it more than I thought. Uh, more than I thought I would. So that's a plus. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's interesting because, I mean, it, as a game I played in that era in that context, like it, you know, like I said, it would have been like me playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Now I'm like, wow, that was a really good game. You know, it was well paced. It was well written. I enjoyed that. You know. Like yeah. I walked away like real satisfied, but coming back to it, you can just see like, like, you know, well, especially in like a critical context, like we knew we were going to talk about it. Um, but even playing now, yeah. It, and it makes sense. Like I've always thought like, why haven't they remastered this? Like, I, it's not full on cult classic status, but enough people didn't play it that, and it's considered a, you know, a good game that I'm surprised like a remaster. Why? you know hadn't happened but after playing through and like seeing all the pigsy stuff like as a studio i'd be like mm, i'd rather have people have the rose tinted glasses on this one yeah it makes it makes sense that they probably just don't touch it yeah but i do appreciate like playing like a piece of video game history that i know a lot of people like a good amount of people haven't don't have a history with or have their hands on you know I think yeah. that in itself, to me, is always kind of informative and cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, what would you, if you had to give it just like a off the cuff, like zero out of 10 rating, what do you think you'd give it? Uh, I'd probably give it a a seven, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. I Back in the day, I probably walked away from that and was like, that's a solid 8.5. You know, if like mm-hmm. Uncharted 2 is like a 10 to me that's like an 8.5 and that makes sense. Like in the context of back then, uh, now, I mean, if I, I mean, that's the thing we'd have to rate it. We're rating it in like 2022 terms, which isn't kind of fair to the game. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, if this game came out now, I think I, it being generous, I'd probably give it like a 6.5 in reality. Yeah. This game probably would have been like, you know, if it was reviewed on today's standards by people, you know, it'd probably be like a four or 4.5. You know what I mean? <laughs> just kind of yeah. with all the issues. But um, but I, I think it's valuable to, you know, we're not talking about it in a bubble. Like, I, I'm more generous to it. I, I could even giving it like a 6.5 to like a 7, just knowing the era I came from. Um, but, and I think we talked about the music. Because, okay, for this podcast, you know, I always, we won't have a middle piece to this, but I have to find a few interesting pieces of music from games we talk about for just like a good you know but for good bumpers and i'm like <laughs> i'm really gonna have to like go back and type in like enslaved ost and figure out what like when in my head i'm just thinking of the um of the uh, every time i think try to think of it i just think of the horizon uh, like main theme i'm like that's not enslaved <laughs> You know, the, oh, yeah. you know, or whatever. It's just like there must have been a decent piece of music. I think maybe there's like a piece of music when you first get your cloud that is kind of stringy and maybe. adventurous I don't sounding. Know. You, you know, like you I said, probably, it's so forgettable, the, dude. 
yeah, you could play me any generic, you know, soundtrack, and I'd probably be like, oh yeah, that that could have been in the game. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad I didn't give you a game that was like super long and that you just like straight up weren't enjoying. You know, I think. I mean, personally, I like taking a game. I, I think it gave, I think us, me playing it back in the day and you playing it for the first time actually kind of gave it a good dynamic for what we were going to do, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, uh, I think, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I don't know if there's that much more to say, you know? Um. Any closing, I mean, I'm pretty sure you had your closing thoughts there, but yeah, that was our, um, enslaved odyssey to the west uh playthrough i mean if anyone wants to you know if you're interested after all that (laughs) like you said there are really good things in this game i I think you could watch like you could pretty much be fine watching maybe like a retrospective online or you know or maybe like modern impression video. I don't even know if that's out there right now. And you could probably get the sense of what this game is and get a good idea. But I, it is uh, t- the complete edition on PC is $20. And I believe just the standard edition, which just doesn't include the Pigsy stuff, which is A-OK, is like 15 bucks on Xbox with yeah. the backwards compatibility. So those are uh, two decent ways to come back and play the game. So they're they're decently you're you know they're it's doable you don't have to emulate or anything, but um I think that's our episode for today. So uh thank you guys for uh, joining us uh, on this kind of slim down podcast. But uh, uh Colton, I just want thank you for taking the time to play through the game and join me today. For sure. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. And um, I have uh, some cool ideas on how to cover our E3. Um, that's kind of a little non-traditional and should be pretty fun. I'll, if if I want to do what I want to do, it's going to be a lot of work to edit. But I am A-OK with that as long as we do something fun and cool. So uh, if you're listening yeah, to this, really cool. uh, hopefully... You're having a good summer announced game period. And if you're listening to this a little later, hopefully there's some more cool stuff. I know, like I said, there's like a Nintendo thing possibly later this month, but without spoiling things like the Xbox conference was really good, really solid. Um, So yeah, well, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.